Judas. Well, to be honest, I like all of them. They're really funny, and you like you remember all the episodes because you enjoy watching them. I'm Henry VIII. I had six sorry wives. Some might say I ruined their lives. And also, I would think, oh, I didn't know that, or I didn't realise that about the Georgian period, or whatever. And so my knowledge increased. I'm Henry VIII. I had six sorry wives. Some might say I ruined their lives. That's mother and daughter talking about one of their favourite episodes of the British TV series, Horrible Histories. Today I want to introduce you to a family who've taken a different road in education by deciding to homeschool. Delna is a registered medical herbalist who teaches her two daughters, Summer and Skye, ages 6 and 11, at home. Not all the recommendations today are strictly short films. You'll understand why during the conversation. Also, there's an extra bonus this week where Delna shares her personal story of what she describes as the biggest decision of her life, the decision to homeschool her children. I hope you enjoy the show. The best short films for lifelong learning are recommended by teachers for teachers. This is Short Films Teachers Love with your host, Richard Lee. I had all the preconceptions, to be honest, that probably a lot of people have about homeschooling. Um, Socialisation, I had that one. Um, Is it the right thing? Um, Will it suit my kids? What am I doing if I take her out? I had all the questions, I think, that, that any normal parent would have. However, the thing is with her, school wasn't working for her. And it was, it was, it, it really it wasn't working in quite a big way. And I thought, let me try it. Let me try it for one year. That was my initial thought. I think everyone's story into homeschooling is different. And I was going to ask about the style too. You know, there is so many different ways that parents homeschool. Some take a sort of a school at home approach using curriculum materials and giving kids plenty of textbooks to work through and, um, and others. And I think this is the other extreme. Take what you would call the unschooling approach where everything is led by the interest of the child and it's, you know, um, you know, there's sort of those two extremes, I think, in my mind. So it sounds like you're somewhere in the middle of that continuum. Is that is that fair to say? Yes, I think I think I am. I'm sort of. Um, it's it's very hard to um, to go against your own upbringing, and I think I am. Um, I have to question myself every day. You know, am I doing the right thing for the children? Um, so that that is a big factor. Um, going and perhaps challenging what my beliefs have been um about education but i would definitely say um you know when i started teaching summer um i wanted to create something different etc but it was still quite i suppose you know it was textbook based it was a workbook based um we did go out obviously etc but um i would say as i've over the years what i really learned is you have to listen to your children you have to um decide uh, I suppose know who they are what do they need um what, what is it that they need every day and it's not just because I've planned something you know because I've planned the week I know what I'm going to teach them the kids haven't planned it with me they may not want to be learning that in that moment in time and it could be perhaps because they're not feeling very well or because um their minds are on different things and I actually find for learning what suits us best is um, learning, read, being to read your child and knowing that's okay. You know, that's a thing. It is okay. It just because the book says, you know, I'm supposed to be learning about the Romans today. Um, it, it doesn't have to be like that. And I think that's for, certainly for my um, education, that's been quite a, um, 
yeah, it's something that I've learned um, to listen to my children. Um, and so, yeah, I would say I'm probably somewhere down the middle. I mean, I certainly use workbooks. I certainly use textbooks. We use a lot of visuals, a lot of TV um, clips, etc. Yes. Um, well, well, let's let's talk about the, the moving image stuff. It was funny when when we first made contact and you told me what your children watch. I must admit I was a bit stumped because um, you know this is a <laughs> this is a show called Short Films Teachers Love. So naturally, I want to focus on only those moving images that we call short and only those that we yeah. would call films. But when when you described to me what your girls watch and how they watch screen content, I thought I thought that in itself was something worth exploring and so what I said uh, you know what I thought we'd do is talk about the the three examples as like three different formats of the moving image and it and it to me it is illustrative of what um, homeschooling does that's different to school so feature-length films you know you've talked about how you go off to the cinema and you can watch that or you can watch them at home Um, TV shows you know that sort of has its own way of fitting in around what you're doing and video clips as well so that's the three we've chosen um so you've talked about suffragette as something that you went off to do um i i guess you know that is one of the luxuries of homeschooling that that a feature film would wipe out you know in terms of timetabling that's really tricky whereas at home you can fit that into whatever else what what else would you sort of say about um the the feature length films like suffragette that that can really help in in homeschooling it's yeah it takes a chunk of time but i think yeah with homeschooling if perhaps we knew that we were going to go to the cinema that day i would make sure that we started work half an hour or an hour earlier or you know to make sure that we get you know all all the the learning that i you know that we wanted to do in in that morning um or equally we could come you know watch the film come home and you know do a little bit more work after that um so i think it it is it's the flexibility um huge flexibility with homeschooling what's it like to be homeschooled what do you do in homeschooling well sky usually does her homeschooling first um could you tell them what you do sometimes we do some writing and we do um now, what else? What, what, what sort of subjects do we do? Reading, mm-hmm. science, math. And after the guy's done her work, I do mine. We usually start off with um, some maths. I do my books before. And we do, we usually learn something new. We don't learn something new every day, but we learn something one week and we practice it. And until I get really good at it, then we go on to something new. And after we've done our maths, then we do um, history. And we've practically finished the history book right now. Um, but we're just going over it and we watch some YouTube clips like Horrible Histories and some math videos as well. And then we'll like read through um, a book that kind of has everything about the world in a way, like it goes over history um, and global warming and all that sort of thing. And um yeah, that's sort of what we do in the morning. 
Fantastic. Now, one of the things that people think that um, kids that are homeschooled, they don't really see anyone else and they must be really lonely and really isolated. But that's not really true, is it? What do you do with other children? We have lots of clubs and then we make new friends right that way. And <laughs> yeah, Well, we have all of our clubs and you just like meet new people every time you go to a club. And so, for example, like I do a working group on Wednesday and I've made loads of new friends there. And um, you kind of you just pick up friends along the way. So it's it's not. We're kind of outside more than we are at home, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's actually... Yeah, go on. yeah, we meet friends, like, practically every day and just... Yeah. I think so, I think sometimes, actually, um, it's quite hard to actually sort of figure out what it is we actually want to do, which clubs we want to do, what um, day trips, day out, you know, days out we want to do. And it's actually... You could actually spend your whole time outside with other homeschoolers because I think with the internet these days... Um, so much has become available um, and it's actually quite hard you know I have to actually be quite strict and I'm actually saying we're not going to do anything on a Friday so actually I've got time to be with the kids as a family and so we go on a trip together I've actually had to say I've actually been quite strict about that and I said no clubs I mean there's a skating group on a Friday um, and and I'm you know and I'm actually thinking you know sometimes we, we, we could go but I'm, I'm more of the um inclination just just you know the three of us so it's family time bonding time something we can do all together um so I think I think that kind of notion of um the socialization um is is not especially now with the internet with um with homeschooling growing um it's really really not not so much of an issue um I mean we like today we've got something today what have you got today girls well summer what have you got I've got dance class today and speech um, and drama today. Yeah. Um, you know, it just is there's something every day where they're meeting friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. So um what are the, what are some of the things that you use the internet for? And you've talked about YouTube. What are some of the other things that you watch and, you know, explore the world with? Well, um, me and Mummy sometimes go to the cinema and we watch like long films. When some of my favourites are actually the Suffragettes, um, Young, mm-hmm. young <laughs> Victoria, and um, the Royal Night Out, and I actually really like those films. I watched them actually quite a few times. And on YouTube, there's Horrible Histories, which is very helpful because it gives a basic outline. And it's just, and there's also mass videos, and it's we just we do most of our work on the internet. There's also an app called iXL, and um, that gives like lots of math questions, and it's really good. So I don't know what we do without the internet, mm. to be honest. I mean, to be honest, even just with Netflix, you know, something you know, something that's seen as you yeah, know we, a fun thing. Yeah, we got um, the Royal. Yeah, the Royal Night Out on Netflix. Yeah, and Young Victoria. Yeah, we got both of those out on Netflix. So that was fun. Can I end all the seasons of my life? We break windows. We burn things. Because war's the only language men listen to. Well, I've been afraid of changing. There's nothing left but to stop you. We're in every home. We're half the human race. You can't stop us all. 
You might lose your life before this is over. With the suffragettes, what what do you think you learned most from the suffragettes? Because it's an amazing story, isn't it? And it's based on what really happened. Yeah, well, uh, me and Mummy just went to see it, and I realised like um, what a hard time women have had to get to like get to the standards that we are today. I think I think also it was seen it was it was it was seen as a treat. So Summer and I we went to the cinema. It was a treat. You know, after we'd done our work, <laughs> you know, we thought, all right, let's go to the cinema, have some fun. And yet it was um, it was just yeah, just something that was really um, you know it, it taught it taught both my, my, you know Summer and myself um, so much history. I mean, okay, it may not be one hundred percent accurate, um, but I think it certainly gave the gist of. Um, and also, yeah, just off the the historical facts, and also perhaps the emotional the emotions um, that some of the the women might have gone through, uh, which I think that was a really important experience because I think that's what film offers. It it shows you the yeah the, the, the emotional side that perhaps a textbook you know can't show you, um, or just teaching in the classroom can't show you. Yeah, definitely. So you, so you make a, a special outing, I guess, of those feature films and go off to the cinema. Do you watch um, feature-length films at home as well? Well, me and me, all of us, we just sat down on the sofa and had a really fun time. Got the popcorn out. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, it didn't feel like work at all, but I can, like, remember the story and what happened. It was just, it was fun. I was, yeah, I was going to say, like, for Sky, was you know, being six, and I think at the time, you know, she was just six. It sort of, it makes, um, it makes education accessible um for someone you know for a young person um well they're both young but um especially you know for someone who's six that's something they perhaps they wouldn't necessarily be exposed to um obviously you have to be careful what they watch but i think that's um that was a really nice nice aspect of um of being able to watch films together and and it's a bonding thing it's a family um you know it's a family experience something we can all do together yeah yeah um, tell me about horrible histories. We love horrible histories, um, and one of my favourite episodes is the is the one about Shakespeare. It's very clever how they've written those songs, and they've written them often in the style of music from the nineteen eighties, which is my era because that's when I was a teenager. And um, but putting historical put <laughs> but putting historical facts and details about um, you know about Shakespeare about lots of different. Um, um, big ideas in history. It's really clever, and you know my my girls have really enjoyed those too. What is? Have you got a favourite horrible histories episode, or is there something that stands out from horrible histories that you've really learnt? Okay, um, songs and because it's probably songs because it's like fun, and I really like music and. Henry VIII. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, that's one of my favourites. Of course, young Anne Boleyn, she was two. Had a daughter the best she could do. I said she flirted with some other man and offered the chop went, dear Anne. Lovely Jane Seymour was three, the love of a lifetime for me. She gave me a son, little Prince Ed. Then poor old Jane went and dropped dead. Divorced, beheaded and died. Um, because Sky likes music and things, and she re- like you remember it, don't you? Yeah. Well, 
We like the Boudicca song. Um, well, to be honest, I like all of them. They're really funny and you like you remember all the episodes because you enjoy watching them. And we kind of like when, when I'm teaching them, like as a break, say we, we need a break from whatever we're doing, whether it's maths or English or anything. Um, let's say, oh, let's watch a clip of Horrible <laughs> Histories. Um, so we'll put YouTube on and just just watch a clip and then if Sky's upstairs she'll come running down and we'll all watch it together for about five minutes as a break um, but yeah but I think I think the Boudicca one I think that was a very popular one I think because of the song and we actually printed the lyrics out in the nice. end and then we all learned this <laughs> we're not going to sing for you <laughs> we all learned the song and had you know quite a bit and of course Sky was you know just being six I, I just thought yeah, again, really good that she, she understood about the Romans and, you know, understood sort of where Boudicca fitted in into the historical time period. Um, and, of course, yeah, I think that, that was your favourite, Sky, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, you know, you, you're talking, Delna, about the um, using them as a kind of reward, you know, for when you've done your other work. But there's, there is a real sense, and, and you girls have said this too, that sometimes you're watching things and you're learning without noticing as well. You know, we can be learning and enjoying and being rewarded. You know, it doesn't all need to be now I'm learning, now I'm having time off. You know, it can be one and the same. Did they choose Horrible Histories or did you find it and show it to them? How did that come up? Oh, you know, I can't remember. I think... Um, <laughs> it's just out there. It's just out there. And I think even before I had children, I was, you know, I'd watched Horrible Histories, you know, the odd one here and there because it's so entertaining. Um, and that's the thing. So it doesn't come up exactly. It doesn't come across as educational. It's just fun. Um, and I think, you know, I would be flicking perhaps on something and telly and I'd see it or on YouTube and I would watch it because it was... You know, it, it was fun. And also I, I would think, oh, I didn't know that or I didn't realise that about the Georgian period or whatever. And and, and so my knowledge increased. Um, so, of course, then, you know, with the kids, I mean, yeah, I, I'd certainly be sharing it with them. So I think that's how it came about. Yeah. Tell me tell me a little bit about then some of the, the video clips that you like, the how-to videos. So some of the ones you mentioned to me were um, math antics and, you know, there's some about specific interests that you have. Can you tell me about them and, and how you find them and how you choose them? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um I think certainly with homeschooling, it takes preparation. I think that that is one thing or, you know, all homeschoolers would say that it's certainly you have to choose the right video. So it actually takes me. So in the evening, I will actually trawl through some of the YouTube clips. I'll obviously put in what I'm looking for, say, long division um, um, in YouTube. um, And I will actually sit and listen to every single one, even if it's the first kind of 30 seconds or a minute. So I get an idea. Um, and when I see something that I think, oh, the girls will, you know, I, well, number one, I have to like the clip. And I think all oh, the girls will learn from this. And um, that's actually how I would choose it, to be quite honest. Um, and, of, you know, obviously it has to be right. The material has to be right as well. Um, but um, I think, yeah, math, math antics. Hi, welcome to Math Antics. In this lesson, we're going to learn about long division. If you haven't already watched our video about basic division, then be sure to go back and watch that first. It'll make learning long division a lot easier. Long division is just a way of breaking up a bigger division problem into a series of short division steps like the ones that we did in the basic division video. I like that one because it was it was simple. There was just one guy 
um, on you know on YouTube explaining the maths in a very clear way. Um, it wasn't too much going on, um, and yet there was colour. There was um, it, you know it. Um, yeah, it was very, it's very clear. He made it very clear what to do, but yet also there was a lot of fun involved. And we also know why they call it long division. In fact, I was so long, I think I need a coffee break. And it was a little bit silly as well. And I just thought that that's exactly what they need. I think with maths, you need the clarity. Um, and the way I kind of use, used it was I showed, like obviously Sky's not doing long division, not yet. <laughs> but with Summer, I showed her the clip. Um, of the long division she watched it she had a few questions and then we kind of we, we we went back over we watched the clip again and i paused it and i said do you, do you understand this so we there was a lot of pausing um of the video um and then i would then step in and explain little bits that summer hadn't quite got or needed reinforcing and then then perhaps i'd put the clip away and then we would do some examples together um etc and then we'd watch the clip again so when when we've sort of just to consolidate and to be honest the, another way i use the um the clip is also as revision um so say for example we we are just revisiting long division um in a few weeks um i could just say to summer say while i'm teaching sky summer go and watch you know the the the, the long division clip just to remind yourself obviously this was a while ago because obviously she's 11 now but um you know when she was doing it um i would um yeah go and get her to revise it and go and do a few practice sums so i think with the clip i could use it to teach but i could also use it as revision purposes and something summer can do on her own and it wasn't once... that long and it, yes. yeah it wasn't long at all well it, well you know it, it wasn't ages so it made it easier for like it made it easier to remember to because it's not like an hour of just one thing. It was mm. short. Yeah, short five minute clips, aren't yeah. they? So I think I think that that's where the strength of those videos come come into it. Mm. So would you say so, girls? Are you both um, mathematical geniuses? Do you both love maths, or <laughs> do do one of you like maths better than the other, for example? Well, I think Sky's a bit more um, mathematical. Yeah, that sort of mind. So Summer's a little actress. Summer, Summer's, Summer's um, very creative, very, um, very right brain. Very, you know, very much into her acting and dancing. Um, Sky certainly. I'd Sky say, picks up things quickly, don't you? Yeah, you, you start, Sky's yeah. probably more mathematically minded. Would you say? Yeah. yeah, you like numbers. And actually, only this this morning, um, what were we doing? We're using actually the Numicon. Um, Numicon helps. Yeah, Numicon to um, do sort of you know big addition sums, you know sixty three plus twenty seven, that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, so I'd say Sky actually like she got one of her math books, and while we were watching TV, she curled up in a little corner and like she did her math books. There's something fun to do in the evening, like without <laughs> mummy saying anything. That is so cool, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I, I, th um, I, th I think what helps also is we we got the fun maths books. We get we've got the what was it Zootropolis, yeah. Zootropolis maths and books Frozen. and Frozen. Yeah. Um, so I think we um, we yeah you, I think that always helps. And they'll give a little story, and you read through the story, and then you answer questions because it's not just maths; it's the English comprehension, all of that, the grammar. And I think having um, fun maths books, fun English books, yeah. also really helps. But it isn't, you know, it's it's obviously with, you know, homeschooling is not just the workbooks. I mean, that's a part of it. Um, and actually, it's a small part of it, I would say, really. I think um, I think with the learning, 
you know, learning is so much more than than just books. Um, um, and I, I think learning, you know, is about life, you know, learning about life, learning what life is all about. And I think that's perhaps one of the strengths of um, sort of homeschooling, because they are at home, um, that they're just living life every day um you know very 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 independent i would say actually very independent both of them um <laughs> we're actually going through an extension um and we're actually living at my father-in-law's house this is actually his house and um i've been up busy you know doing the house you know, dealing with the house and the girls they've made their own breakfast they made their own lunch they've looked after themselves because you know granddad's he's you know slightly older and they've looked after him as well um and and whilst doing all their work um you know doing their workbooks doing the clips watching the clips so you know I, th- I think that's what homeschooling you know it can give you a great sense of sort of independence and just just being involved in in life um living life mm, fantastic i what i what i might do is um let you girls go, and, and I might ask your mum a few more questions. But before you do, I was just going to ask you both one at, one after the other. I might start with um, Sky, and just ask: um, Do you ever? Would you ever like to go to school? And I don't care which way you answer that. But um, and do you ever get asked by school kids? Um, you know what it's like, and, and you know what sort of things you get asked by school kids. I did go to school. Um, I it didn't really suit me as it suited me as homeschooling. Um, so you'd much rather be at home than go to school. Well, that's great that you homeschooled. Excellent. Yeah. And and what would you say? Um, so you have other friends that go to school, do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, one friend. <laughs> well, do you know? I have to say, when Sky went to school, I did have you had a lot of friends, and I have to say, she she is invited still. Is it since Christmas we've been homeschooling? Um, and Sky is still invited to the parties, which is really sweet. Um, it's very nice of the, um, you know, the children. Obviously, yeah, you know, have liked Sky, and I think Sky, you know, Sky liked the children. Yeah. But I think it was well. You you prefer being homeschooled. Didn't yeah. You? <laughs> and and Summer, what about you? Yeah, I did go to school up until I was about eight. Yeah, eight, and. Um, <laughs> Like it's obvious, it's like it's better for some people to be schooled, but it wasn't for me. And I do have friends that go to school, and I still like keep in touch with them and everything. And I do get asked, like, what's it like every single time I meet someone new? They're like, do you get stats? Do you do this? Like, every time. <laughs> but um, homeschooling just suits me better than school. Yeah. So what what do you think you'll do when you're older? I suppose everyone asks you that as well, but I've got to ask. Um, well, I don't really want to go to high school, um, but uh, I I've learned quite I've learned a lot with um, mummy teaching me, and I don't I don't think I would learn that much if I was at school the same way that I do now. So, and I just prefer it here to be honest. So I don't think I will. And Sky, did you have any ideas of what you'd like to do when you when you get older? Mm, not really. I 
dancing, didn't you? Yeah. Dance, another dancer. You've got a family of dancers. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> God wants to be a dancer. Someone's going to be an actor. I want to be a pop star. You want to be a pop star? <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you girls so much for appearing. That sort of, that makes it even better. So I'm really looking forward to um, sharing what you've said with other people. Thank, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks. One other thing. Um, one of the things I try to do on this show is, is really to bring people together from, like, lots of different perspectives and backgrounds by, you know, in this case by introducing different teachers and how they use the moving image in different ways. Now, many listening to this will be teachers in schools in, you know, an environment that's very different to yours um, with one-on-one on, one on one learners. So, so two questions just to sort of wind this up, I suppose. What, firstly, what would you say to school teachers about preconceptions they might have that are against homeschoolers and homeschool parents that, that might sort of build a bridge to see homeschoolers as less of an opponent and more of an ally of, you know, people who also love learning? What, that's the first question. I, I would say... Um I think perhaps teachers also would be the first to admit that teaching, it cannot um, reach out to every single child. And I think as homeschooling mums, we're just trying to do, or parents, trying to do the best for our children. Um, We're not necessarily, we're not saying that school is, you know, is, is wrong in any shape or form. It just doesn't suit all the children. And I think, you know, anyone would agree, all children are different. We're all individuals. The way I look at it, I, I look at my own children when they're 18. I don't look at them, I don't think, right, summer is 11, sky's six. Have they done, you know, are they doing algebra? Are they doing this? Are they, oh, you know, where's my tick list? I, I don't look at it like that. I think by the time we reach certain, you know, when they're 16, when they're 18, then I want them to be able to do algebra and et cetera. But in, in that time frame that I have, I want them to be happy and I want them to learn. I want them to love learning. Um, and if I can, as a parent, if I can do that, um, if I feel I can do that, if I have the right resources to teach them, um, then why not? Well, you're a great ad for homeschooling, that's for sure. <laughs> what other tips? So my other question on that is what, what tips would you give to school teachers about how to bring the individual strengths of students out and, and how to do that even though they might be stuck in the context of a, you know, an institution like school? That's a hard one. Um, yeah, and I would say, to be honest, I, the first thing I would say is given – Given the confines of school, given what teachers have to achieve, I think teachers do brilliantly. I have to say that given that they have certainly in you know summer school 30, 32 children to teach, I do think that teachers do, do amazingly well. Um, I think obviously there are going to be children um, that you know obviously don't, don't 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 fit in, don't learn the same way. And I, I would say, see that child as an individual. Um, see that child. I would almost say nurture their spirit. That's actually what I would say. I'd say nurture that spirit of that child who's not getting on. Don't make that child feel bad. Do you know, Sky had a teacher in um, when she was in reception, and she was fantastic. She was a Montessori teacher, and um, she was the best teacher I have ever come across. That includes my own um, child education. And she could see all the strengths in Sky. And she actually said to me, 
I'm not going to push her with her maths because I can see she's very good at maths, but she doesn't want, there's an aspect she doesn't want to do. And I'm not going to push her and I'm going to, you know, nurture all the other things she's really good at. And she actually nurtured all the kindness in Sky. You know, she, she, she saw that. She saw Sky as an individual. Um, and you know what? If if that teacher had actually stayed on, you know, Sky was having that teacher every single year. I might have even kept her in school. <laughs> but um, it, it, I, that that that's what I would say is just yeah, just yeah, try and see the child for who that child is. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic advice. How how on earth do you work as well? How do you do that? How do you fit in teaching and and working as well? <laughs> You know, um, yeah, again, very good question. Um, sometimes the difficulty, um, but you see, a school day, for example, is nine to three, whereas a homeschooling day doesn't need to be that long. When you're teaching one to one, which is the way we do it, um, obviously they have their clubs and, that, and that's, you know, but I make sure I get in the one to one so I know that they have learned what I want them to learn. Um, um, one to one, it doesn't take, you know, the whole day. Um, and it's funny when you don't have the school run, when you don't have to prepare, you know, to get up at seven and get the kids into school by nine, that's the two hours that you've got to it, it, the day is so much longer um, when you haven't got the school run. And that's the first thing I would say, actually. And secondly, this is going to sound um, I don't know how this is going to come across, but I think if you're happy, I do. I think if you're happy in what and you feel connected with life and you feel that you're living life the way you want to live it, you can you can do, you're happy doing what you do, no matter how hard you work. It's not the hard work, it's not the amount of work. I think it's, I do, I think it's how, how happy you are. Um, and when I say happy, I mean contented and feeling, I guess, you're living life the way you want to live it. That's what I mean. Um, and and I, I work in the evenings. Um, you know, if I do have a client, um, I will, you know, I can slot them in and I'll get the girls to do their own work. Um, you know, so I, but I do try really, I generally, I, I tend to see clients in the evening when my husband's home. Um, so so that is really how I do it, to be quite honest. Um, but, you know, if there's some, say, a client I can't see, um, I will, you know, I, I will, you know, be flexible. And that's the whole point. I think flexibility is, is a big word in homeschooling. You can be flexible. I can be flexible and I can fit them in. Um, the kids can adapt. So I think it's very good for the children to learn adaptation, to learn different ways of learning as well. And go and learn by yourself or go and sometimes I'll put, let Sky and um, Summer listen to Sky Learn. I'll get the kids to you know, interact themselves as well. Um, so yeah, I think um, yeah, a, a lot of, and a lot of planning. <laughs> well, thank you so much for inviting us into your world. It's been it's been fascinating. Oh, my pleasure. Really nice to to talk about what you're passionate about and what you believe in. Find all the film links and related notes in the description, and look out for the edited highlights of this discussion on YouTube. This show is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. To learn more, visit edupodcastnetwork.com.